Hello and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Forever Production. Now here are your hosts, Nick and Bill. When you say alright, it makes me feel alright. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Yeah. <laughs> this is my boobs. <laughs> the next one, he yep. primates, even touches me. Nick, we're here to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time. And I know one of yours. Art of Darkness. The, the sequel best. to Evil Dead 2. I, I would say probably... Probably the first. I think I actually saw Army of Darkness before I saw Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. I did too. Like it just—it has more appeal than those movies. The box art got me. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> who doesn't know, yeah, yeah, there was a movie called Evil Dead One, and then there was another slightly different movie called Evil Dead Two. Both low-budget horror movies, which then mm-hmm. spawned this movie, which is a campy adventure-type movie. It just doesn't... It is nothing like it, the first two movies. It embraces everything about the other movies that happened kind of by accident. <laughs> yeah, there's like um, a little... The beginning, of the, little beginning of the movie, there's, you know, a five-minute explanation of what's happened so far, and Done. Um, here's the here's the synopsis for the please um, from IMDb. Hang on, let me get clear your throat because that way people can really get a good listen to your voice that doesn't sound very great right now. Uh, a man is accidentally transported to 1300 AD, where he must battle an army of the dead to retrieve the Necronomicon. So he can return home. Uh, director, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Writer, Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi. And Bruce Cable's the star. Yes, he is. And that's it. <laughs> that's all you're going to give him? That's all it is. That's all it says. It's, uh... Gosh, I, I mean... I don't know. I can't even really explain how crazy this movie is. It just spoke to me as a kid on so many levels. Oh, as a There's kid. A, it did. Yeah, I saw this in I mean, uh, probably, in college for the first time. I was... Gosh, when did I see this? This came out in 92... I probably saw it in middle school. I want to say maybe middle school. At least a freshman in high school. Hmm. Well, 
Yeah. Uh, I was in college. I uh, had never heard of it. A buddy of mine was like, what do you mean you've never heard of it? And I was like, uh, I've never heard of that. He's like, we're watching it. <laughs> My life was changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, so It made me a Bruce Campbell fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, big time. So the movie starts off <laughs> with Ash, our hero, in chains. Yep. <laughs> with a bunch of people he doesn't know. Yep. Just wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> What's the what? I, I'm I'm going off of memory, but it's like ah, uh, it's like yeah. My name's Ash. I'm a uh, I'm a slave. Look close as I can figure. It's 1300 AD. <laughs> My name, here it is, quotes. This is the first quote on the quotes page for IMDb. Uh, my name is Ash. I'm a slave. Close as I can figure, the year is 1300 AD, and I'm being dragged <laughs> to my death. Thank you. <laughs> it, wasn't always, it wasn't always like this. I had a real life once. <laughs> once. A job. And then, and then there's a flashback. Uh, Shop now smart. Ash is in a flashback. Uh, hardware, aisle 12. Shop smart. Shop S smart. smart. <laughs> uh, yep. And then it flashes back to all the stuff that happened in Evil Dead One and Two. I had a wonderful girlfriend, Linda. We together we drove to a small cabin in the mountains. It seemed an archaeologist had come to this remote place to translate and study. His Are you actually reading like spot. just the movie? No, this is the opening quote. That was that was the opening quote. Here's here's this one. Um, remember how? Oh, I was told, um, Nick. I was told that we should make this podcast just playing Simpsons quotes for listener Clay B. Oh, okay. he he just said we should just make a podcast where all we do is play Simpsons quotes, but none of the stupid Marge ones. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> well, I wanted to play this for you. Here, hold on. Let's see here. Oh, hold on. It's got to start stupid iTunes. Just keep talking. Nice. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, gosh. There's so many good quotes. Uh, oh, and we missed the most important part that this movie is where we got our That's Just Pillow Talk, baby. Oh, At yeah. The end of. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the lady's the like, you found me beautiful. Oh, hold on. I think, um, yeah, hold on. Here, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> but it's great. Uh, oh, uh, no, that's not it either. I don't know. Here, I'll, uh, <laughs> here. Let's see here. How's this? All right. Who wants some? Name's Ash. Who's next? What is going on? Why are, whoa, ah, hold on. All kinds of things are, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Why is my computer playing the Pillow Talk podcast? 
here's a here's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Klatu Barade Necktie Nectar <laughs> Nickel Noodle. It's an N word. It's definitely an it's N-word. definitely an N word. <laughs> yeah, because he Klatu <laughs> Barada. <laughs> I have that here. Uh, let's. Yeah, so in case you happen to be listening to this podcast and you just and you haven't ever seen this movie before, which I find just completely preposterous that you haven't. I feel like everybody had to have seen this movie. You know, I talked to people Except today though. I talked to people today who have not seen this movie. What? I know. I played the the trailer for them and they looked at me like I was crazy. Is it people that I used to work with? Yes, it is. Uh, and in their defense, both, is it both they were all girls. Yeah. How? You have to have seen this movie. I know. It's classic. It, it, well, it is, but it's a cult classic. So you've got your hero, Ash, right, Nick? And he goes back in time, allegedly. And he has to yeah. fight the army of the dead. And... He does, and he has to battle Evil Ash, which is ridiculous. And Mini Ash. And Mini Ash. London Bridge is falling down. (laughs) My fair lady. Um, It's just absolutely ridiculous. Fantastic. There's all kinds of amazing quotes, like, this one might be my favorite that I apply in my everyday life. Here's this one. It's a trick. Get an axe. Yes. It's a trick. Get an axe. Get an axe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't touch that, please. Your primitive, the f- your primitive intellect won't understand alloys <laughs> and compositions with molecular structure. Here's the full pillow talk that we were looking for. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here's this from Furry Nick. Here, listen to this. Yo, she bitch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she bitch. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. First, you want to kill me. Now, you want to kiss me. Blow. (laughs) (laughs) Now you've seen the alternate ending to this movie? I don't know that I have. Okay, so the the ending that you've probably seen is the one where he um, goes back to the present and Mm -hmm. uh, the Deadites then come to the store and he saves the day. Well, there's an alternate ending where (laughs) where he... uh, like the 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 wise guy the wise guy <laughs> the wise man uh, Gandalf tells him to uh, you know take take like take two drops of this potion and you'll wake up in your own time or whatever so he goes or no let's take three drops and he goes one two and then he's like what uh-huh. <laughs> two three so he takes four drops of this potion and then he wakes up and the whole world's kind of gone or whatever and he's like oh no I slept too long 
that apparently, uh, I guess in testing, they decided that that ending was a little too sad. I think I actually bought a copy of it on DVD one time just to watch that ending. Nice. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just to watch that ending. Did you know... Have you ever heard Sam Raimi's idea for an Army of Darkness sequel? Uh, I don't know that I have. I found this on accident by looking up the Wikipedia or the IMDb page, and it was one of the hits. Hit uh, me with it. Uh, so let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let me get through all this crap that's on this site here. Because, uh, you know, Gizmodo is a great site. Uh, <laughs> Uh, first reported by Screen Rant, Raimi discussed the Army of Darkness sequel that never came to be, despite numerous attempts over just as many years on the commentary track on the new Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1 DVD. Well, we should probably get that and actually watch Season 1 uh, all the way through. <laughs> uh, Bruce is a, Here's one discarded idea. Bruce is a documentary filmmaker. I remember one of them was capturing... His own journey through life. I remember we started to write one version of Evil Dead 4. um, And his brother chimes in. Bruce travels across country to sell his documentary in a car to explain the importance of his story being told. Sam continues, no one thought it was a very important story except for him. He was an ecomaniac. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. It would Uh, be. (laughs) Uh, and it says, interestingly, Campbell, uh, Campbell did end up making a movie sort of in the same meta-horror vein, My Name is Bruce. Have you ever seen My <gasps> Name is Bruce? No, I haven't. In fact, um, in fact, I burned a copy of it so that it's, I could give it to you next time I see you. Oh, well, thank you, because uh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and I don't have a copy of it. <laughs> you Have you seen it before? I have. Oh yeah, I, I've never seen it, and I think I actually—I think my wife got it for me for my birthday this year. Um, like, it's been one of those movies I've wanted to watch forever, and um, I'm looking. It—I literally the last two movies I burned or I ripped or whatever, uh, is I ripped uh, the Three Amigos and My yes. Name Is Bruce. Nice. Uh, my Name Is Bruce is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Yeah, um, I really would like to watch it. You know, I went on, I think it's pretty much anybody does, uh, every once in a while. I I went on like a Bruce Campbell binge. And so I watched Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Mm -hmm. And then I started watching things that I never watched. Like I watched Bubba Hotep um, and um, I watched Burn Notice because he's on that show. He was, let me tell you, Bruce Campbell in Burn Notice, Sam uh, Axe, he was great in Burn Notice. Fantastic in Burn Notice. Um, and then, I mean, I pretty much just devoured like everything that he did. And then I came across My Name is Bruce. And I was like, this is hilarious because it's essentially Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, but completely different with actual Bruce Campbell. So it's kind of like Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh, yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a real person who, you know, GCVD. Yeah. So if you haven't watched, I haven't watched the first season of that. I need to go watch that. I keep seeing it and I, and I mean to, I I watched the first episode, but you know, I watched the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's basically, yeah, just picture evil dead. 
and Army of Darkness, but just Bruce Campbell instead of Ash. So, and the first two seasons of Ash versus the Evil Dead are on Netflix now, too. And I need to finish watching the first season of that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I just kind of dropped off of it. I don't know why. I just kind of did. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember why. I watched like three or, three or four, and it was, I just yeah. kind of... Yep. It was like around the same time Fear, The Walking Dead came out. Yep. Maybe it was just too much horror for me. I don't know. But anyway, so that's the idea for the sequel. Uh, Evil Dead 4 that follows both realities. Uh, We wrote an Evil Dead 4 that follows both realities. We're going to be following two Bruces, one in the future and simultaneously cross-cutting to Bruce here in the present. Uh, And we realized... Uh, we had really lost our minds and we must stop. So they were, uh, <laughs> they were basically going to do a storyline where uh, you would have seen Ash fighting a Terminator style army of machines. And, <laughs> and you would have saw one, ep- uh, one version would be Ash as he's in Arm- the army of darkness storyline. And, another version where he's back in Michigan. So you would have, you know, the present day and the part where he was transported back. That seems like it would have been crazy. It would be a little crazy. Yeah. But that's it. You have somebody crying at your house, by the way. Ah, it's just a baby. She's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Let him cry. Uh, The uh, independent film channel has 15 things you probably don't know about Army of Darkness. Did you ever stumble on that? I didn't. Uh, We can run through them real quick if you don't mind. Please. Uh, Number one, Army of Darkness isn't the entire title. Oh. Uh, I recognize this because I read this list and then I watched it again, but the film's title is stylized on screen as Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness. Oh. And that was because Sam Raimi wanted to pay homage to um, the old Hollywood tradition of putting the stars' names in movie titles like Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Nice. Uh, the studio, though, was like, hey, that's kind of crazy, and so they shortened it to Army of Darkness. Ah. But Sam Raimi didn't even like that. This like They roll right into number two. Since Army of Darkness uh, is the third installment of Evil Dead, and the first to take place in the Middle Ages, he originally wanted to be, to be called the Medieval Dead. That would be great. <laughs> yep. That would be great. Uh, let's see here. Number three was Bridget Fonda finally got to work with Sam Raimi, because uh, she plays uh, Ash's girlfriend Linda in the flashback sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the third actress to play Linda. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep killing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. Number four, Ash's car had uh, his, that seventy-three Oldsmobile Delta eighty-eight was in Classic. all of Sam Raimi's films. Yes. Uh, number five is that Dark Man made it all possible. So apparently, Sam Raimi wanted to make Army of Darkness right after the Evil Dead two, but nobody wanted to fund it. So then when he made Darkman in 1990, uh, it eventually convinced uh, Universal Studios to pony up $6 million. And then uh, Dino De Laurentiis kicked in $6 million, and then they funded it that way. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, number six is about the Klaatu Varada Nick 2. <laughs> 
So, because it's a variation on the phrase from. Did you ever watch The Day the Earth Stood Still? Yeah. I watched it as, like, when Mystery Science Theater 3000 had it on. Yep. I think I watched <laughs> it in a film class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, you going. And I was. It was funny because I had watched Army of Darkness first and mm-hmm. then was watching MST3K and they're like, Claudio Verata Nick too. And I. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Um, apparently the skeletons were an homage to a visual effects guy. Uh, the guy who, um, was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters. Oh. Was the second pit monster in the medieval pit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Just in case you were wondering. Uh, let's see here. Obviously, Ted Raimi's in the movie. Shockingly, man, uh, he's a sympathetic villager in a really bad. Uh, was he in a really bad beard at one point? I think probably. And he's a soldier that's dying, and then he's the S Martin employee at the end of the movie. Number ten of fifteen. Nick, we're getting to the end here. Uh, Apparently, Army of Darkness originally had had received an NC-17 rating. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then they bumped it, uh, They uh, the MPAA dumped it down to an R after the filmmakers pointed out that the gore in the film was happening to skeletons. <laughs> 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 Just thought that was a little interesting there. Nice. Uh, number 17, playing Evil Ash, took three hours in makeup. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 is that Sam Raimi storyboarded every shot in the movie himself. Wow. Yep. Uh, 13, uh, some of the locations were also Star Trek locations. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. 14 is the uh, what we had talked about earlier about the original ending that Ash apparently too much potion... Uh, present day, waking up in a future post-apocalyptic London. Mm. Apparently, he wakes up in London. I guess that would make sense because yeah. he was he was in the in Middle Britain Ages. Of, yeah, and uh, they were like, "There still may be a sequel, but not now." Nope. Now that there's a show. Yeah. So. Um. Two things. One. Uh, that you reminded me of. It has nothing yeah. to do with Army of Darkness, but okay. I go off the rails all the time. You ever notice? Oh, I still Star- need to make that sounder. Yeah. You ever notice how in Star Trek, uh, that they travel to all these planets, right? All these distant planets that they know nothing about, and uh, they've never been to, right? I think your um, wife must be off Netflix. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so they travel off to all these all these planets right that they have no clue nobody's ever looked into you know or explored and yet when they go there the people always speak english perfect english. Well, no they have translators they have translators yeah like a universal translator i must have missed that part in star trek no oh, i'm sure it's there i'm sure that's actually a thing that can't be a thing oh you don't challenge me, son. Uh, let's see here. Star Trek Universal Translator. Mm-hmm. 
Universal Translate was a device used to decipher and interpret alien languages into the native language of the user. On Earth, Universal Translator... Uh, on Earth, the Universal Translator was invented shortly before 2151 and was still experimental at the time of the launch of the Enterprise NX-01. Uh, that was the one from Enterprise. Despite it being uh, able to translate alien languages in relatively short order, due to the UT's experimental nature, the use of a skilled linguist uh, was still required. Notably, in situations where, re- where reading alien languages on control panels were involved... Uh, let's see here. Actually, the actual universal translators a small translator able to be clipped onto clothing were available in 2155. By 2256, universal translators were being incorporated directly into Starfleet communications. In that year, Michael Burnham... Ugh, we're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> that is the uh, Star Trek Beyond or whatever the Discovery... Uh-huh. Uh, Universal translators also built into the comm systems of most starships, including shuttlecraft in 2267, uh, 2267, Captain Kirk, Commander Spock, modified one to communicate with an alien known as the Companion. Responding to Zeph from Cochran's question about the theory of operation, Kirk explained that there were certain universal ideas and concepts common to all intelligent life. The com- translator compared the frequencies of brainwave patterns, selected those ideas it recognized, provide necessary grammar. This is good. Uh, by the 24th century, universal translators had advanced to the point where a full-fledged universal translator could be built into the comm badges worn by oh. Starfleet personnel. The universal translator was able to translate a language used by sentient nanites, which were created by Wesley Crusher in early 2366, into binary yeah. language. Wesley Crusher. I know, right? Shut up, Wesley. Uh... First, revert manually translating speech using a paper dictionary and Klingon orders to get past the border. Uh, anyway, there you go. Universal translators. Boom. That's good. That makes that clears up a giant plot hole for me. Excellent. Glad. I, I wish you would have asked earlier. Uh, not that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just disturbed the gods in slumber. Not that uh, I've ever watched the show Star Trek or the movies. Second, uh, second thing that this reminded me of, uh, because we just talked about the day the Earth stood still and how I watched it in a movie class mm-hmm. in high school. Um, did I ever tell you about the time that I had to do a paper on the movie 2001: A Space Odyssey? You know, I you know I've never seen that movie. Uh, so I had to do a paper on it, and I've still never seen it. <laughs> uh, let me tell you why. Um, I had to do a paper in <laughs> in my American. It was American movies in high school, and we had to pick from this list of movies to do a paper on. And I was skimming through and skimming through and skimming through, and I saw this movie, Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. And I, in my head, was like, "That's crazy that this movie is on this list. I can't believe he put it on this list." I have to do I'm going to do a paper on this movie because this movie is hilarious to me. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, I've got to do a paper on this movie. I can't believe it's on there. I'm just going to take advantage of it. 2001 a Space Odyssey. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do my paper on it. It's hilarious to me. I love Leslie Nielsen. This is going to be great. So 
if you haven't uh, put it together yet, people, I confused the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey with the <laughs> with the the uh, spoof, the comedy spoof 2001 A Space Travesty. <laughs> And didn't put it together until after I, after oh. I gave my presentation about the movie. <laughs> you had to do a presentation about the movie. Yup. <laughs> was your was your teacher like, like, what the hell? Yup. Leslie Nielsen's not no Stanley but, Kubrick movie. But he didn't. <laughs> But he didn't stop me. I had things there like Leslie Nielsen's portrayal of such and such comedic oh. genius, and there's <laughs> oh, it was oh, Nick, <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> it's by far the fun. I got to be on the paper. Did it's you like, really? How? Yeah. How? Because he was like. He, luckily, he was like, I know the movie that you watched, and that movie's hilarious. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, by far the funniest thing, one of the funniest things that I ever did in high school. Second only to taking, uh, uh, I had to write a persuasive paper in English once, and I was persuading people to do something. I think I was persuading people to go skateboarding, because I skateboarded in high school. And I... It had to be a certain number of pages long, as English papers do sometimes. And I took a page and a half uh, because I needed a page and a half. And I copy and pasted for the introduction to this uh, uh, persuasive paper uh, the lyrics to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Can't Stop. Uh, <laughs> and the opening line to, the <laughs> to that paper, which I got an A plus on, <laughs> was Can't Stop. Addicted, addicted to the chindig, and then just all the other lyrics. And then at the end, I was like, "All right, now that we've got that out of the way, I'm going to tell you why you should go skateboarding." Uh, um, sp- and you employed me. I, I did multiple times, uh, oh. and I will again. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, I in French class, we had to con- we had to dr- uh, write a poem. Yes, uh, I'm not a poet. In case you didn't know it. So I took the words to... Actually, that was kind of just a poem. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Uh, took the words to Phil Collins' song at the time called Every Day and translated it into French. Uh, where it was subsequently published in their little French uh, French thing that they put out every year. Oh. And someone was like, uh, did you just copy down the lyrics to the Phil Collins song? And I said, yes, but I translated it myself. <laughs> was this somebody a school official? Uh, no, it was a student. So the school official never caught on. To this day, yeah, I don't believe they, and I'm sure they don't care. No, no. But uh, <laughs> you, it we might, were great. you talk about your movie uh, in English class. I don't know if I ever told you this, but we had to select my senior year English in high school. We had to select a book by an American author mm-hmm. to read and present with a partner. So everyone was picking, you know, Hemingway and Tom Sawyer and 
uh, I got together with a friend of mine, and he and I uh, selected a book uh, called Interview with a Vampire by American author Anne Rice. Nice. (laughs) Because it was big at the time, because the movie was getting ready to come out. Yeah. And that's what we did. (laughs) Nice. That's (laughs) awesome. Can we do Anne Rice? (laughs) And yeah, read Interview with a Vampire. That's awesome. Uh Uh-huh. That is awesome. Yeah. We were great students. I know, we man. Whew. Yeah. We were You've good. shifted from one drink to another. I did. I drank my pop, so now I'm drinking water. Good for you. I'm trying. I'm down 25 pounds because I can't afford food. Oh, uh, so. that's sad. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why I'm down 25 pounds, but I am. So. You're no longer stress eating. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's probably pretty close. Probably. Probably. So, Army of Darkness. Great Army movie. of Darkness. <laughs> yes, it is a great movie. Great movie. We, see, we went off the rails, but we came back. We always go off the rails. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's hilarious. I know we didn't probably give it its... Uh, it's due. It's due, but... But, you know, it's one of those movies that you've seen it a million times. It's hard to discuss it. Yes. I think. Look, like, there's also not a whole lot to it. <laughs> it's not. I mean, we hit the main points. It's an 80-minute long movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, and I mean, it's got Bruce Campbell in it. Right. What more so do you he, want? Yeah. I mean, if there was ever going to be a triple feature movie like Marathon, it would be Army of Dark or Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. It would be fantastic. Uh, don't you? Okay, who knows somebody who knows somebody with this? My uh, my mother in law is her. My mother in law's best friend is her. It's so it's my mother in law's best friend's brother. He is um, one of the guys who worked on this. He's married to Lucy Laws, um, and I always forget his name. Your mother in law's. Best friend's brother, yes, is married um, to Lucy Lawless. Yes, she's Good married to Lucy Lawless, uh, or he's married to Lucy Lawless. Um, and um, let me see if I can. Who's currently, potentially currently, I don't watch the show, starring in Ash versus the Evil Dead on Stars and Netflix. Yeah. Um. Let me see if I can find who she's currently married to. Uh, Robert Tappert. Bob Tapert? Yep. Yeah, he's he's a guy. Yep. He produced uh, he produced all of the the Hercules and the Xena shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is him. That's who she knows. Nice. Yeah. He apparently used to call and pretend to be her dad and get her out of school. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, like he called to the office like, yeah, Audrey needs to uh, be out of school at this time. So, yeah. And Did then he ever pretend to be the sausage king of the Midwest? He may have. <laughs> he may have. <laughs> My wife was telling me today, Nick, um, the uh, This American Life podcast that I'm uh-huh. – I know we've talked about before. They did a, an episode a while back on uh, two people who were switched at birth, mm-hmm. oh, and um, one of the mothers realized it 
pretty soon after, but for whatever reason, decided not to say anything about it. She liked the one she had. Yeah. You don't want to roll the dice again, man. What if you get an asshole? Uh, <laughs> Same reason I'm not having a fourth kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then 41 years later, told the other mother and the girls what was going on. Well, my wife, one of her um, work people that she knows is married to one of the daughters. What? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, uh huh. <laughs> and oh, I hadn't cool. listened to that one before, so I went and listened to it. And it was crazy awesome. And it's actually one, like on the This American Life website, Ira Glass has a handful of podcasts where when people are like, so what's your show about? He's like, well, it's just easier if you listen to these. And the Switch to Birth is the first one that, uh, that he recommends people listen to. That's awesome. Because it kind of sets it up and, and yeah, you, you kind of realize at the end, like the whole, the whole show sets it up where you think that this mother who realized what was going on is the bad guy. And then essentially it's actually, I think the husband, her husband who wouldn't let her say anything. And then the girl, Sue, who's this lady that my wife knows her husband, uh, got a letter from the person who was her sister, but the other family Mm -hmm. and basically said, um, you know, Hey, you may not know this, but you should be really thankful for the parents that you got because, um, things were a lot better for you where you were than where they, you would have been if you'd been here with us. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's okay. She got she got lucked out because she had she had one mother who really who was happy with her and a birth mother who wanted to know her and a good environment and the other sister is the one who got screwed or I guess not a sister the other kid who got switched. Um, yeah, parent. Yeah, she man. Oof. Man. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, it was interesting and having known the people, it was like wow. They left their dirty laundry to hang out in the wind, that's for sure. Yeah, apparently. These, these two girls, one of them did not like the other one. There was some yeah. there was some jealousy there, and it was not a good color on her. Yeah, but I can see why. Can you imagine that? I mean, Yeah. And if you're interested, you can go to This American Life's website. It's, uh, I think it was episode 360, Switched at Birth. Nice. Quite good. You can just play it right from their website. Interesting. Yep. Interesting, interesting. Yep. You think I could get Lucy Lawless on this podcast? Uh, if you could, we would need to work out our audio issues, but that'd be freaking awesome. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, it should be at least be able to get somebody on here. Get Rob Tapert on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, at least him. Right? Tell us or, stories, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've never talked to you before, but can you tell me stories. Can we about- email you questions and we'll just read them dramatically on the air? <laughs> It's, uh, I mean, I've got to meet these people at some point, right? I mean, they, like, my mother-in-law runs into them all the time. How? Like, at funerals. Oh. At, like, get-togethers with friends. Sure. They're there. Like, I don't, I imagine that Lucy Lawless isn't just, like, there wandering around, but he is. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to run into him at some point, right? You I mean, should. I think you should run into him. They're apparently, like. Best friends. 
Like, this is my mother-in-law's best friend. Well. Uh, and yet, and yet, she's done nothing for me with this information. <laughs> I feel like that, that needs to be your, your quest of 2018, Nick. Yeah. I keep giving her stuff to have him sign. I'm like, here, can you have him sign this? Here, can you have him sign that? Hey, can you get Bruce Campbell to sign this? Hey, can you get Sam Raimi to sign that? How's yeah, that I'll going? I'll send it. And it just all kind of sits there. Getting any of that stuff back? It hasn't even left her house yet. Uh-huh. Every once in a while, I find a Sharpie that I gave her. I'm like, oh, hey, this there, here's this that Sharpie I gave you. She's like, oh, man, I keep forgetting to send that stuff. Because <laughs> well, I think they live in, like, Australia or something. Uh, or probably New Zealand, yeah. It wouldn't surprise Yeah, New me. Zealand. It was somewhere exotic. Mm-hmm. Well, you should work on that, and maybe we could do that for episode 100. Maybe. Because, you know, people didn't even think we'd make it to 10. Take right. that, what jerks. It, what if at 100 we really just hit our stride? <laughs> you know, I think at, at 100 we hit our stride, and at 101 we retool this song, bitch. Yep. yep. <laughs> it becomes about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> or politics, or yes. Yeah. <laughs> or the episodes become like a tight 15 minutes. Yeah, just a tight 15 on current events uh, we're gonna figure something out <laughs> something <laughs> we're gonna keep going until we hit that big round number and then uh we'll figure and it out yeah something's gonna happen when we hit 100 something's gonna happen it's, it's not gonna be this same stuff yep something's gonna happen mm-hmm. I, don't I know haven't what. figured out what it is yet i don't know what but if you have we're any ideas get, we're gonna call get me. with banks on here <laughs> yeah yep because that can't happen either no it's busy. Hmm, we could do. You know what we should do? Hmm. We should. Oh, yeah, oh. You know what our next episode should be, Nick? What? Like relationship advice. Okay. Because <laughs> we should we should give relationship advice. Okay. Oh, because the next episode will probably be around Valentine's Day anyway, right? Uh Oh, yeah, it will. <laughs> okay. Okay, That's so our next, next our next episode is relationship advice. Yep. It'll be a love episode. Love. <laughs> so we are going to give uh, if you have any <laughs> just just know that that'll be uh, a new for it'll be a taste of our new format. Yeah, there we go. Just know that I've been in the same relationship since uh Cash Money Records was flipping over the 99 into the 2000. <laughs> And uh, I don't know how I'm still in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I uh, I found myself in a conversation the other day with another 40-plus-year-old man giving advice to a 24-year-old girl on the guy she's been dating for two months. And so if I can give dating advice to, to in that situation, I can give it to anybody. Okay. So we're going to do, like, Love Line. Nice. Yeah. Send Send yes, like a like a dear Abby. Send in your relationship problems, and we'll yes. talk about them. Yes. Okay. All right. And if we don't get enough, we'll scour the internet for questions to answer on our own. Oh, I'm going to put it on Imager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we'll find a hashtag, good hashtag on Twitter to to just hijack. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, uh, I think we're just going to leave them on that note, Nick. Yep. And uh, we will see you next time with the Pillow Talk edition of – we can't call it Loveline because that's a thing. Uh, let's call it – Pillow call Love? It, no. Let's call it – Shades of love. Shades of love. Pillow talk. Shades of love. Because I'm Nick tan and, and you're white. <laughs> oh, I got to write that down. Hold on. Uh, episode. So I don't forget. Yep. 87. Uh, Shades of love. <laughs> of love. Good Lord, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. All right, everybody, we'll see you uh, with our uh, inaugural edition of Shades of Love with Nick and Bill. Yes. A very special edition of Pillow Talk. We will. You know what we'll do is we'll we'll get a little glass of Crevassier. Yep. And we'll start we'll saying. <laughs> pass the Crevassier. What you need to do is. <laughs> what you need to do. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna lower the uh <clears throat> gonna lower our that? voices a little bit. Let some bass come in. Character, the love yes. man. The love the, man. The love man. What you need to do is you need to start doing it in the butt. You know what we should do is I I'll I'll try I'll try to lower lower my voice a little bit. Yeah. And then start you but you talk like it. dude love and I'll talk like brother love. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Maybe we can get Bruce Pritchard on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Do How you doing? We could do that. We're going to practice this. How you doing? Okay. Yep. So, oh, there's a wrestler who says, how you doing? And he just got uh, released uh, for, some, for some accusations. That no. Made. That's not good. No. 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 <laughs> No. Okay, uh, we, <laughs> we will see all of you next time. Shades of Love. Shades of Love. For Shades of Love, <laughs> he's Nick and I'm Bill. Yes. Good night. Don't don't go breaking your hearts. Yes, also don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, bye. Bye. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. Thank you for listening to the Pillow Talk podcast. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. Find more information on them at thehardlessons.bandcamp.com. Visit us on the web at Local Flavors. I forgot. <laughs> at Local Flavors Productions. Thank you for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow-